I didn't get a chance to catch that one. So. I, 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 I see, caught I it. See it was but, booty cheeks. But uh, they put him in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, Determin- that Terminator from this movie. The, no, I don't think it's him from this movie. It's not voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, um, it's a, it's it's not this a bad. Looks voice, like though. Terminator. It, it, it looks like it's Arnold like the Terminator from the first movie. Oh, he just doesn't talk. He, does, so, he yeah. talks. Oh, he talks. In oh, the game. so it's like the one from the first. Okay, movie. Yeah. so he's like, I'll be back. And stuff. Uh, yeah, he's he's like, my planet. I cannot get back to it, and like all this shit like that. Oh, he's exactly. like stuck in the like outworld for some reason. Uh, and so he's trying to figure out how to terminate his way out of outworld. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I know. It's all he I came, know. He was like, you will be terminated. And everybody's like, Five Nine Systems you're, you're Model One Old One. Like some of the, so like every oh every God, time they come hilarious. in and they have like an interaction yeah. with each other, like before the fight starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Terminator ones are some of the best in yeah. Oh, yeah. I can and imagine. So Johnny that. Cage yeah. has been telling, um, uh, <laughs> telling Terminator to call. I think Shao Kahn like an asshole or something like that. <laughs> and he comes out. He's like, "What has Johnny Cage told you to call me?" He said, "An asshole." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I may be missing all of the like details. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty extent. dope. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with nah, you. Nah, that's fun. I like those intros. But nah, I didn't so actually yeah, see the actual movie. Were... Nah, it's all good. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It just I, and another time maybe I'll talk about it. Oh no, no! It's just it's the uh, the the special effects are real real shitty. Um, whenever anybody like jumps around and moves, um, the action is, is the other action is is solid, but like pretty standard from like twenty years ago. It's like it's nothing innovative since like Terminator Two. It's like the exact same movie as Terminator One or Two. It's like two Terminators show up at the same time. They chase <laughs> they chase the the person they're trying to protect slash kill. Uh, it's a car chase scene. Then they stop, do some exposition. Explain what's going on to the person. What's going on? I don't know. What is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am a Terminator. And Terminator is like, oh, yeah, boom, bam, and they fight, and then like, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, there's a huge spoiler. I, I won't get into. I guess right now, but right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna see it, so you wouldn't be ruining my good <laughs> movie going experience. <laughs> I might, I might catch it when it's on Netflix. Yeah, right. they, they uh, will it make it to Netflix? It, it might, it might. You never yeah, know. You can spoil it. Oh, they killed John Connor in the first like two minutes of the movie. Oh, oh. okay. In the I past, just... they, they killed John Connor, oh. and like it's like uh, five, three years after the events of Terminator Two or whatever. Uh, they're in Costa Rica, and like uh, Sarah Connor's just hanging out. And this is to its credit, this is actually the best thing in the film. The the de aging, they de age uh, Ed Furlong, Linda Hamilton. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they're all DH, and they all look actually great. That actually looks amazing. When Terminator comes and kills him. Uh, turn another T eight hundred comes and just shoots. Boom, boom. He's he's talking to a, a Chiquita at um, a bar. He's like, "Hey, baby, what's going on? I'm John Connor." That's not even a cool <laughs> way to do that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the T eight, and she's just uh, Linda Hamilton's. Uh, Sarah Connor's just hanging out at a table. Uh, 
you know, playing with her knives and shit. And then, like, a T-800, like, walks up boom, boom, and, like, pulls out a shotgun out of, like, you know, flowers and shit. And, and shoots John. And then she's like, no. And, like, he just kills him and then just walks away. You might have just solidified I'm not going to watch it on Netflix. <laughs> right. And so it, un- <laughs> it undercuts everything T2 did and, like, the whole point of T2. Wow. And, like, saving John and all this stuff. And John's supposed to be, you know, into the future. And, like, because this movie declares they did their job. Cyberdyne is dead. Skynet never happens. Right. But what does happen is a whole new Terminator comes out of nowhere. A whole new AI called Legion, like 20 years later. And it oh. does the exact same thing Skynet yeah. does. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they talk it's about called, that in the last Terminator movie, right? No, that's still Skynet. Everything, any movie before this still says it's Skynet, still Skynet comes okay. and okay. Skynet, okay. like just at later dates and stuff. Okay. Okay. But this movie says, nope, Skynet is destroyed. But now Legion happens in 2018 or whatever, yeah. like or 2025. Right. And it's trying to kill this woman because she has the kid that. Yeah. Oh, you think in Boomer Man terms? <laughs> I never thought that, even when I watched this trailer. And she ain't no kid. It's her. Oh, she's the she's the chosen one. I knew. I thought that I was like from jump, and that's like that's kind of like the reveal in the movie. They're like I figured that from the trailer. Yeah, I, I figured that, that from, from trailer, trailer too. I was like, no, it's this shit, not yeah, her kid. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. this is you're the. I pulled pull that from terms. the trailer. Yeah, so she destroys trailer. Legion in fifty. Yeah, years. Yeah, fifty years later, and it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I'm coming at it. Uh, I'm sorry. Guns I'm, hot. Shots I'm sorry, fired. guns hot. She is five <laughs> one. I looked up her height in real life. She's 5'1", and this movie is ridiculous. Linda Hamilton towers over her. Not, not even, even man. Yeah. Not, she's 100 pounds. 100. Clutching that person. Like, she is tiny. I looked her up. She's just this actress from Columbia. Apparently, she's made hot waves into L.A. and Hollywood and shit. I don't know who this chick is, uh, but, like, she's tiny. She's not intimidating. She's not. She's, like, I'm sorry to be, like, kind of hit me at it, but, like, she's just not impressive as a leader. She's like, kind of just whiny and like, like get out of here, get out of my face. I'm like, mm, make me, <laughs> make me. Yeah. Yeah. And right. like, and there's a cutscene of her in the future where she's leading the resistance. And she beats up like three big old white dudes. I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, where are these guys Terminators? No, humans. Like humans she are she like she's like Black Widow. Move. She's like Little. humans are like turning on each other. She's like, we got to stand up and fight together. And oh they're my like, God. yeah, okay. And like she like she does this whole pose where she's standing on top of rubble, and she looks like a hobbit, man. She looks like a straight <laughs> munchkin. I was like, this is unbelievable. Are we talking like, lollipop gill? Yeah, well, yeah, she looks like a lollipop <laughs> gill midget, like munchkin. And I'm just like, get a real like, you could get a the other woman in this movie who's the the person they send back is five ten. Like, right. at least she's imposing. Like, she's actually physically very. Athletic and imposing. Actually, she does a good job with her physical acting. Right. I'm like not gonna shit all over this movie. So that was like a thing, and it's just like this Terminator. Like, and so the Terminator is sent back to kill her, and it's called a Rev Nine. They're still called Terminators, like this Legion, like Skynet still calls things Terminator. So it's this soft reboot. It's Force Awakens and Jurassic World all over again. It's a soft reboot, the exact same plot and story, but with different characters, different titles. Like yeah, and so that sounds exorbitantly booty. Booty, yeah. yeah. And like and they go and team up with uh, I'm spoiled right now, the Terminator that killed her son, 
Uh, oh, is Arnold that the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, one? Yeah, he's just been hanging around. He's aged, and he's grown a conscious. He's not terminating no more. He hung up the Terminator. He hung up. He lives in Texas. He lives in Laredo, <laughs> Texas. He, he met a woman. OJ Simpson? He met a woman named Alicia, who was now, now this is what this is about. This is about. Oh, my God. This took a hard, hard turn. We were not going to do this. We were not. I'm just... I'm stupefied and loaded with entry. Yeah, I should have saved this for my man. But he just sets up as a... Like a he falls in love with a woman. woman. As much as he can, he can't love. But he's just like... Program his, his program won't allow him love, but he finds sympathy. You know, like Data and like, you know, Terminator. Right. Uh, he says, but like he just finds it his mission. He has no more mission now. He killed John Connor. He's like, just hang out, I suppose. But like, why wouldn't he just try to help set up Skynet? Right. Like that would be mission program up two. Like set up Skynet. No, get that going. Get settle that down. Settle down. Settle down. Who sent him? This Skynet sent Skynet him. sent him. So Skynet sent a bunch of Terminators to kill John throughout time. Oh. And so, but they. So according to their time logic, once they're sent back, they still exist and they're still trying to do their job of kill John at any random point. So there's all these random T800s from the Skynet timeline that are just throughout. Uh, time oh, and that that one killed that one did his job and killed John, uh, but there's a bunch of other random ones that show up and this one the one that killed John grows conscious and feels bad so he starts texting sending encoded texts to uh, Sarah Connor and tells her when a Terminator will show up and to go kill it and she does and she doesn't know this is later revealed she doesn't know that for like until this movie until she goes oh. and talks to this this guy's name is Carl and like his name's Carl. What did did he names himself? Yeah, he names himself Carl. (laughs) (laughs) He names himself Carl Carl in Texas. Now retired. I must see this. I must see this. Is this still out theaters? I'm going tonight, my dude. I'm going tonight. (laughs) So he sends her text message. She goes and hunts Terminators. And then she's like, I kill Terminator. If you're going to see that, don't ruin it. Luckily, this episode (laughs) is not about the Terminator. (laughs) Jesus. No, there's more. Contrary to the last nine minutes, minutes, this is not about the Terminator. (laughs) It's the Big M Podcast in your ears. That's a great way to start. It's your faithful host, Catalyst Man. Um, I got the crew with me. We're going to talk about a few movies that we actually really enjoyed that might have, I don't know, necessarily slid through the radar, but you might not have checked out just yet. Right. um, so man. I got I got the crew with me. We're going to start this way this time. Who I got? Yo, this is Laser Beam, the last uh, man standing for John Connor yeah. over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm Carl. I'm, I'm with Carl. <laughs> cool. And then after now you got to get Rick, man. After him, I got. Yo, it's your boy Double Black just in here just stupefied over this uh, revelation of Terminator Dark Fan. I'm really glad I didn't see it, but now I got to see it. Oh, I is... can't get out of my head. It's like the dude from Aqua T. I'm going to man. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, hey Meatman. Hey Meatman. Yeah, so when they hang out, they're like, hey Carl, go over there and do that. I will do that. <laughs> like, Does he wear like a, a tank pool. top like Carl? Like, no, no, no dude, he's a regular muscle t shirt. Oh, okay. He still has his t shirt business and a jacket when he, you know. He's grow, on the business. Grows peppers. Oh yard. my god! Yeah. I must be. Uh, he's fantastic. He's Arnold kills it. Of course, he's Arnold. Is Arnold doing the Terminator? <laughs> Arnold kills it. It's like once he can Carl be in shows up. Yeah, he can be in a world's house and like he shows up. Ah, uh, he's he's crushing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, so we all are gonna talk about a, a film that we found uh, awesome this year uh, that you might not have heard about. Um, I guess I'll kick it off. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, uh, uh, it's the three movies we're oh, talking yeah, about. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll tell uh, 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 Parasite. 
Jojo Rabbit and Harriet. Yeah. So, so if you each, haven't seen each any one of, of us those, saw one of those movies. Yeah. Right. So I saw Parasite. Uh, so uh, in this instance, uh, that is a movie about a Korean family. Uh, that uh, is very impoverished. Uh, they don't have anything. Like they, they work folding pizza boxes for the whoa, money they bring into whoa. the family. That's crazy. Um, and the money's inconsistent. None of the other ones have any sort of you know way around it. They they just kind of live in squalor. Um, it, it, you'll see in the movie how far that is. Uh, but uh, they have a son who is gifted uh, and is intelligent um, and he has a friend who is in college and is doing things and he has to go study abroad in order to finish his, his works. Uh, he asks his buddy, can you come and tutor this student that I have tutored for quite some time while I'm gone because they need a tutor. It'll be great money for your family. It'll be a way for you guys to get on your feet. Mm. Um, he gets there uh, and begins to figure out quickly a ruse in order to get all of his family employed by this very wealthy family in Korea. Um, that's the gist of it. Uh, essentially, they you know kind of are successful, but that's on the surface all this movie will show you and all you should see before you go and see it. Uh, it takes a hard turn very much so like halfway through the movie and it is about, you know, not only uh, the class system around the entire world, but but just uh, society in general and, and how fragile the human mind is. Uh, so uh, I think it, it's, it's an amazing movie. Uh, that can't be categorized in one genre um, because a lot of people I know have been saying it's a horror movie, best scary movie of the year. Hmm. There are some darker, scarier, you know, parts to it, but this movie is is so much more than that. It's it's a testament testament to humanity, in my opinion, hmm. um, and that's what makes it very deep oh. to me. Uh, the the wow. the characters have to deal with a lot of morality, and a, they 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 attack and go at a lot of moral issues that are prevalent everywhere Whoa. um so it that's it, deep that's yeah. interesting um I have, okay so i really enjoyed this movie uh it does have subtitles so if you're not a subtitle person unfortunately for you you're not cultured um but <laughs> uh, it's probably not your film uh, mm, yeah but it, it it was brilliant um I want to see it again. Uh, honestly, since you said it's still at Amherst Cinema, I think I might just go check it out another time. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it it was brilliant, man. Um, it was brilliant. The you know I won't I won't ruin too much, but the the garden party scene is probably some of the best filmmaking I've seen in years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So is it better than Midsummer? Yes. It is. What? It is my favorite movie of the year. Wow, yeah. that sounds legit. Better, legit. better than Last Black Man in San Francisco to me too. Wow, even okay. though I relate so heavy with that. Movie. Right, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's, that's legit. That's, that's a ringing that's, endorsement from it's, it, it was yeah, from Catalyst. Re really good. Wow. Uh, we can give your uh, Star Trek. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we'll, if we we'll come do back. That. So, um, legit, man, it's as close to a perfect film in my opinion as as you can really get. It's well acted. Uh, you, you feel for these people, like. Like, even when they're deceiving the rich family, you're still like, yo, I get it. I feel for you guys. This, you know, like, this is, like, you just, there's so many scenes in the movie. Like, I, I'm i not a very emotional guy. Yeah. And, you know, as the movie culminated, I found myself, like, putting my hand over my mouth on multiple occasions, like, being slack-jawed. Uh, so the, the acting was just great. It connected. Uh, Storyline was just amazing. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it uh, five SJs. Uh, and that's, you know, that's all of the, the cool things that are blacks. You know, Stoney Jackson, Sam Jackson. Uh, 
Stonewall Jacks, all of that shit. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a point five. Uh, mm. Star screams. And, the all, and nothing is without its bad things. Um, yeah, and I, I think this movie, like, could have explained one or two things a little better. And they're very vague things that mm. can totally be left up to the imagination. Um, so yeah, man, it's it, impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a ringing endorsement for Parasite from Catalyst. So okay, hit us in the compliments in the in the. Compliments in the comments. Compliments. If you saw Parasite, if you like it, you know if you, uh, yeah. if, if you uh, if hearing his review made you want to watch it, and then you go and watch it. Let us know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll go next. Uh, and I saw Harriet recently. Uh, the movie is a biopic about Harriet Tubman, who was known as Moses during her time. She was about freeing slaves. She was uh, one of the greatest Com- abolitionists uh, during. The, the antebellum South, the pre-Civil War South. Uh, and it's a story basically of her life from when she's about 20 years old um, until she's about 35-ish. And so it's about a good 10 or 15 years of like when she um, first runs away herself. And it's about uh, her basically her motivation um, for running away and, 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 and stuff or, or being around, uh, they, they show a really interesting thing, I guess, uh, a little bit of a spoiler is that they show a really interesting thing in that in the South during that time period, like there were free black people and there were enslaved black people and they intermingled and hung out and her husband is free, but she's a slave. And so they really don't want to have, they want to have children, but they know if they have children, since they, the mother is a slave, they're they're, the, the children will be born in a bondage. And so that, propels her to run away because she wants to be free so she can be with the man she loves and then there's a whole storyline that happens after that that's really interesting um and the movie is it's it's caused some controversy you know there's some people who are ados who are upset about certain aspects of the movie american descendants of slaves so people who are you know generally from the african-american you know or afro-american experience um, you know, not to, you know, diss anyone else's experience, but there's different parts of diaspora people who are Afro-Brazilian, Afro-Cuban, Afro-Latin, Afro-Caribbean, um, you know, black people went to the UK. So specifically talking about the ADOS, American descendants of slaves, so Africans who are enslaved in the Americas. And so um, her story is very, you know, well known in a lot of African-American communities. Um, like we grew up in our family, like, you know, singing songs about Harriet Tubman and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so it's, you know, it's interesting, to, you know, to see it brought to like the larger light. Um, and the director is an African-American woman. And so I was very excited to see, you know, an African-American person tell this story through their eyes. And she took an interesting sort of point of view in, in the film and that she made it about, she made it like a superhero movie. It wasn't a slave movie. There's, you know, there's slavery and that's a part of what's happening in the background and that's pretty, um, that's pretty terrible. But, you know, I've seen much like 12 Years a Slave, Birth of a Nation, Parts mm-hmm. of Roots, um, you know, Amistad where, you know, there's people being whipped and and, and lynched and, and murdered and, and you don't see a ton of that in this movie and, that's, and that was a choice by the director and it was a refreshing choice. She just wanted to make an uplifting story. And it's, it is kind of like she's a superhero. She's this woman who starts off as a very naive person and then grows into a mature person and then has to overcome. It's almost like, you know, like Batman, like, you know, the different phases of like, you know, taking on this identity. 
because she goes back. That's the big thing. She had the greatest record. Um, she freed something like over a hundred people yeah. and she went back, you know, she, she kept going because the first she went back to get her family. She's like, I can't be free. She's free for about two years. And then she realizes that she's like, I can't just be free myself. So she goes back and she never lost anybody. So she, that's her record. That's her record. She's she, better than this ball. Nigga. Like yeah. never lost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> never, <laughs> exactly. She's like, the real of our ball. Said bald nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, I get, yeah. He's bald too, so yeah. it works either yeah, way. Exactly. But, but she never lost. Yeah, so. She never lost. And she so, never yeah. lost. Yeah. Everyone yeah. she went back and freed, she freed. Yeah. That's so, that's that's real. And so and so. uh and she kinda has this superpower where, you know, it's during it's it's set in the time it's set in, so she has these premonitions that they think are coming from God. Um, and she can like see the future a little bit. She can know. That's where she gets her Moses. Yeah, that's where she gets Moses her Moses. Moses got visions so, as well. So she got visions, and it to came free from, his people. That's yeah, it came from when she got yeah. hit in the head as a kid, and so she yeah. can see things before they happen. And so, and it's really a, a, a nice superhero movie in that. Um, but there's a lot of horrible things that you know happen along the way because it, it deals with slavery and and the after effects. Um, one of the big scenes that I thought was really powerful was they do the Fugitive Slave Act. So. Yeah. Um, if people don't know the history of slavery in this country, so there are a lot in of people America. in America who, uh, a lot of slaves who ran away from the South to the North, but to appease the South, because the South was the industrial engine and the economic engine. No, with, not industrial. Um, it, was the, it was the economic engine. Yeah. Um, and so with all the free labor, they were producing all this raw materials to the industrial North. And so what was happening was they wanted to, the Congress wanted to peace itself. So they passed this law called the Fugitive Slave Act, which then allowed slave catchers to go to the to North to get and, their, and get slaves. Because once you yeah. got to the North, it used, you know, to, be, it used yeah. to be you could you be free. free. But yeah. then in like 1853, 54, yeah. they passed this law that allowed slave catchers to go cool. and take people who had run away 10, 15 years you know, six months ago and drag you back to Georgia, Alabama, Virginia, mm. Maryland and stuff. And so then people like her and her family have to run again. And like, there's this harrowing scene where they're trying to get to a boat to mm. get to Canada. Just to yeah, be, just get out of here. Get to just, Canada. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, the, the movie is fraught with these scenes of just like, are they going to make it? And it's like really good. Um, filmmaking. Um, they really lean into the music, which is good. They talk about, and more than any other movie about slavery I've seen about how the people used to talk in code through songs like oh, the, the slave masters would always think that they're singing fun Negro spirituals and they're happy but they're actually telling each other like um, she so, sings a song about flying away in the woods and her mom hears it and she knows that her daughter's gonna run that night and so like she's in a she her mom sings back and saying like go my little bird and it's like she's saying goodbye without having to say goodbye and so Whoa. there's all these like cool little like nods and, and things like that in the movie Whoa. and so i liked it um you know it wasn't you don't see that in gone with the wind no <laughs> you don't uh, yeah like okay. you like the man said when y'all was slaves you used to sing like birds, <laughs> sing like birds. Yeah. you know and uh blazing, uh, saddles. blazing saddles so yeah it's uh there's like little hints, you know, and it's, you know, they really tried to be culturally accurate. I got um, one beef with this movie. I saw one scene in this movie and she's talking to all these abolitionists up in the north. And like, I th Frederick oh, yeah. Douglass is there. Yes. Because, all right, this dude looks like Frederick yeah, Douglass. And she's perfect. like chastising everybody. This scene like hit me the wrong way because she's chastising everybody. She's like, y'all been since nice and comfy up here. Y'all haven't been slaves or y'all haven't been slaves in a long time. And like, she's like chastising. Like, I have a big problem with that scene. Like, Frederick Douglass. Like you're like you're talking to Frederick Douglass like this like this like 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how historically accurate, accurate that yeah. actual scene is. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I I don't know if they ever met, if they ever talked, and, and things mm. like that. If accurate that if, if it's a you he know, does look took like dramatic he, license. He was like you know because he like in that character is a minor character. He only speaks like three or four times in a movie. Yeah, and he's like in support of her. Um, and it's just it's just showing that like. You know, it's the they have a political movement, and in all political movements, there's the people who are just who like, give and take, and well, make, yeah, who are compromising, compromising and are like, you know, we need to uh, uh, tread carefully. Uh, what is the word? Um, a P. Well, not a piece, but just kind of go slowly. Go slowly. Yeah, you know, conservative. Um, yeah, yeah go slowly in terms of change. And she's like, no, we need change now. There are millions of us being held in bondage. Like, when is the time? Like, we yeah, can't. the time is now. Yeah, not, the time is now. Not sure. this, like, uh, you know, sort of like. Okay, you know, eventually. Yeah, eventually, like, you know, a little by little, a little by little, a little by little. And okay. so, like, right. she's so just, like, she's too. more of a radical. Right. And so she's just like, because in her voice is like, I'm freshly freed. And like, I, I constantly, I, I'm going back into slavery. Yeah, I yeah. know what I know what people are going through. You know, mm-hmm. either you've never been in bondage, or you've been, you've been out of bondage for so long, you've been comfortable, and you've okay. forgotten the struggles. I had to speak people, on it. I had to. You know, like you know, you know, she's like, right now, black skin is being lashed. Mm-hmm. Black people are being massacred. You know, and so we can't mm-hmm. we can't wait. And so she's just like, you know, this whole like waiting thing. Of and I get like, it. Uh, I would you know, totally see her saying that. It was just yeah. like I was curious what. Frederick Douglass was actually doing that real situation because yeah. those are like two real heroes. Yeah, yeah, two real, so, two real heroes, heroes yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. feel like he just wouldn't be like, hmm, okay. yeah, good point. Incrementalism—that's the word I was. Yeah, incrementally. Yeah. yeah, like everyone else is an incrementalist. It's just like, well, eventually they'll they will give and take and blah blah blah. And she's just like, now we need to do stuff. Okay, and so, so yeah. right. star screams at SJ. So um, I would give it three <coughs> and a half SJs. It was really well done. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, and I would probably give it two star screams. And so uh, there is a couple things in there where I'm just like, is that historically accurate? I don't know. But in, in, in the long run, that's a good thing. Cause that makes me like read more and learn more and like, you know, educate myself. And so, um, but yeah, there's, you know, I, for me, I don't want to let, you know, the histor the history of what happened to black people in this country. I don't want to let white folks off the hook so easily. And so I like it when the movies are more brutal because it makes them face the brutality of what they did to us and what they have continued to do to us. Um, and so they, and, or this movie, you know, it, it make it chooses to do something different, which I find refreshing in the moment but i'm just like ah, I, I wish it was a little more um gritty and real and you know like django or like 12 years and stuff so but it's still a great movie it's still well done it's a movie you can show to kids about slavery as sort of an introductory and not like overwhelm them when they're like nine or ten that's um, and right. you know and just be like you know okay uh, so yeah that's that's where i sit with it all right all right mm-hmm. all right uh i just want to hit uh as quick as i can uh the last movie i want to talk about jojo rabbit uh, I saw this movie. I really liked it. Uh, so essentially, the real quick of this movie, like just real trailer synopsis, is it's a set in World War II, the last year of World War II. It's set in Nazi Germany. Uh, the main character, Jojo Rabbit, uh, uh, Johannes, uh, is, a, is a 10-year-old Nazi, a youth Nazi uh, boy. Um, he's uh, very fanatically loyal to Hitler. His imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler, who was played by the director, Taika Waititi, who directed uh, Thor Ragnarok and What We Do in the Shadows. And uh, his mother, uh, JoJo's mother, is played by Scarlett Johansson, and she uh, does not like the war. She's very She openly tries to convince him to be uh, to love all humans. 
and uh, because she is secretly to, to him, she's hiding a Jewish teenage girl, a seventeen-year-old girl, in their attic. Um, and uh, if that, unfortunately this if this has to be described, that is a crime in, in Nazi Germany uh, to be Jewish. So um, especially by that point, uh, 1945, um, uh, they're killing just massacring Jews in the Holocaust, um, and like her whole family. Anyway. Uh, uh, bottom line is he one day discovers her. He's at home. He was in a, a accident in his youth camp, uh, and he's at home one day and he discovers her. And then they have this uh, back and forth because he can't immediately go and tell on her because then then that and even he as a ten year old understands he like incriminate his mom. He incriminate he, uh, that would incriminate my mom. So we have to keep this secret. But I'm gonna keep my eye on you and like so essentially. Because he's a decent human, eventually he realizes, and through interactions with her, they he starts to like her. And his uh, this is all in the in the trailer. Uh, his Adolf uh, imaginary friend doesn't like that, and so it's this back and forth, and just him coming to age, growing. Uh, the pacing of this movie is phenomenal. It's fantastic. The acting is great. Uh, the story, like uh, again, all uh, running theme through all three of these movies is great humanity. I didn't know that about Parasite. Um, I obviously suspect that about Harriet. It's about humanity uh, growing, being actually a decent human. Through way through all these, that's very interesting. Uh, so JoJo learns to be a better human. There's some amazing uh, twists and turns in this film that you don't see coming. You, uh, it's extremely funny. Uh, I think it's uh, very uh, it's dead on satire of making fun of Nazis and Nazism and uh, uh, or fascism and and racism, uh, and it makes it does it in a very in very intelligent and funny way, and it and also and but it also rips your heart out at certain points. Very sad things happen, and it's very poignant. And it's a beautifully done film. The soundtrack is fantastic. They use a lot of uh, very popular important songs like um, "We Can Be Heroes," but they they're sung in German um, uh, lyrics uh, with German singers performing them. And they they match really well with the with the with the movie. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, one last thing. Uh, the guy. Uh, he won. He was a guy in Galaxy Quest. Sam. Thank uh, you, Sam Rockwell. Sam, Sam Rockwell is in it. He's a German commander. He's fantastic. He's amazing as as always. Yeah, he's amazing. As always. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He he made me cry. Ah, it was it was great. Um, I am a very emotional person when I especially when I watch films that resonate with me, and. Uh, and uh, that uh, there's a couple of scenes in there like him, uh, he made me cry. Uh, so it was really well, really well done. And uh, I, I left. I've seen that movie twice. It was uh, I thought phenomenal, and uh, it was great. And it had a, a it was great uh, for uh, SJs and Starscream.